you're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms, and if you like research like I do, Make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hey guys, it's time for another EM short. I hope you enjoy this one so much. I wanted to give you guys some inspo from biblical figures. We talk a lot about Enneagram types and what biblical figures they correspond to, but I also just wanted you guys to have a chance to look at some biblical figures using the lens of the instincts briefly. So I wanted to let you know somebody who is self preserving first. We have the self preserving, the sexual, and the social instincts. And the self preserving people, actually, I thought of two for each were Moses and Jonah. So if you're familiar with these Old Testament legends, Moses helped the Israelites to cross the desert and get to the promised land. And Jonah spoke to a people group that was just very resistant to being saved by God's love. And in both of these cases, there was a huge self-preserving quality. And God's brought both of them to my mind so many times because we can be just so reticent to share our gifts and so selfish as people sometimes. Anyone who has the self-preserving instinct has a leaning towards selfishness. And it's just these individuals, whether you're just thinking of them as characters in a narrative or like me, you actually think they were real people. It's really uh, a moving tale to remember that both of these individuals really showed up big and much brighter when they stepped into their destinies. And they had to do some deep work and their stories weren't perfect. And I think that's why I love the biblical heroes and putting heroes in quotes in a way, because Really, they don't come out perfect and neither do we, but they do learn big lessons and make big, beautiful impacts on the world when they're healthy. And so Moses stepped in and had to speak and use his voice when he really wasn't planning on it. And he was able to get people so far across the desert to the promised land. He himself didn't get quite as far as everybody else, but he got far and we remember him and we have so many honor Honor, ways to honor him in culture from movies to plays to, of course, as I said, just reading the Old Testament and remembering what it looks like to be brave and how many people can be saved and how many beautiful miracles can come from you just stepping out of your comfort zone and into your destiny. So I wanted to remind you of that through his story and also through Jonah, who, as you know, really cried out to God from the belly of a great fish. And I'm thinking of all the Moby Dick stories too, that you could have the opposite effect of an Ahab, somebody who just takes everything to retribution, or you could have a Jonah, and Jonah is referenced in Moby Dick, by the way, but a Jonah who says, you know what, like, I don't know all, and I know that I'm judging these people to be worse than me, but honestly, 
everyone deserves to have hope. Everybody deserves forgiveness. Everyone deserves grace. So yes, I will talk to people about God and uh, share my mission with the world ultimately. And when that happened, a whole lot of people were changed forever because he really did have light in life and he really did choose to share it. But sometimes he was directed by God directly. And maybe you've even had that in your life as a self-preserving type where you're like, I would love to just kind of lock myself in my room and God keeps challenging you to step out of your comfort zone. So if that's you today, remember that's a beautiful space to walk in and I hope you will remember and maybe even tune into those two so you can see how they didn't do it always very well, but then how they moved into health. And then if you are somebody who struggles with that sexual instinct as being a bit of a dragon in your life, I want you to remember a little bit about David in the Old Testament as well as Cain in the Old Testament. And King David was really dealing with a lot of lust issues in his passionate life. And he loved socially and he loved to take care of himself, I'm sure. And we have little instances of this in his life. Um, We also see extreme closeness between him and God in the Psalms as he cries out to God and many laments in his lifetime. We also see him struggling with infidelity and just really wanting somebody else's wife to be his own. So such envy in him and just that strong kill or be killed instinct was alive in him that we know sometimes with that sexual instinct we have. So it's so important to know that sometimes anger is at the heart of the sexual instinct and oppression of others. And it's so important that instead of dominance, we see equality, that we see grace in the lives of others, that we don't discharge shame onto others, but that we allow forgiveness to come into our lives and we release our situations to God. And that's similar to Cain. You might remember him from way back in the Old Testament where he was uh, killing his brother because God really enjoyed his brother's sacrifice even more. And I think that's important for you to remember when sometimes somebody else's gift goes farther than yours in the world, or you see somebody just really lighting up the community in a way that you wish you could. Remember how everyone has a different gift and some people's gifts go wider and some people's gifts go deeper. And Everyone has issues. So you can't judge. You're not God. So once again, there's these open palms to release to God these stories of people that you'll never really understand or be inside of fully. And there's a deep breath and a pause taken as you let God be God and show up for some gratitude in your own life. So I hope if you're the sexual instinct that you'll remember that, that you cannot dominate, but that you can regulate yourself and that you can truly tell yourself a healthier narrative that you are just as beloved and that you have just as many blessings and that it rains on the just and the unjust. Everybody has stuff, even if they don't show it. And uh, you certainly can do more with your creative eros gifts in ways of art and expression and Uh, sharing in the world than you can with this other urge. So try to redirect it and uh, take those baby steps. And then lastly, with the social people, I'm thinking of somebody in the Bible, and you probably know this person pretty well, Martha. You've heard a lot about her in the Bible, being somebody who is very eager to serve Christ in the New Testament. And then the prodigal son who is also social, and the prodigal son in the Old Testament story is somebody who goes out 
thinking that the social life will bring him all the joy. So a very FOMO kind of individual, very seven-ish or eight-ish, very loud, lavish, could even be two or nine or any type who loves to have hedonism and pleasures and and just kind of took this season of life to be immature. But either way, whether you're the extreme of Martha, I have to serve everybody to the exclusion of sitting and resting, or you're this prodigal son who's like, I'm somebody who has to just go sow all my wild oats. Um, understand that either side of this is total depravity because as much as you're like, I don't want to be enslaved, I don't want anyone else to um, ever get me, so I need to make great social alliances or just have all the pleasures, um, we have limits in life. And I just want to remind you that rest is one of those limits and drinking in and savoring life in smaller doses that are more palatable is recommended. And without these things, we just don't let as long. We just don't have as quality of a life. And there are blessings. Of course, there's forgiveness if you know the story of the prodigal son. So remember that in, in the case of Martha, this is the person whom Jesus wanted to spend his short time on earth with and go to her house and stay there because it was beautiful. So while we remember these gifts and these struggles, make sure that you don't try to take away from the good of these instincts in your life. I love that you have the healthy qualities of your instinct. But I just want you to have a framework and a healthy narrative to remember so that as you're aiming to bring your glow with your partner and see the best of their gifts with the best of your gifts, to bring your gifts out into the world, that you will remember to shine brightly and to be as healthy as possible versus take it down into the worst awkward ways that just will not bless anybody. So I hope you love this short and I hope it really blesses you as you head out there and do your work. Bye. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramAndMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.